Happy Tuesday, you Mavericks. And we're going to get into air. I know it sounds weird to think about it, talk about, but we're going to talk about clean air, dirty air, maybe stuff in between. But before we do that, Catherine has a very special, I guess, gift surprise that we're giving away. So Absolutely. we're going to flip it yeah. over to Catherine here. Yeah. So. Uh, we have some fun in our Mavericks of Senior Living Facebook group. So if you haven't joined the group, please do, because every once in a while we have some crazy little things that we give away. And we took a photo of our feet. How exciting. But so with, socks on, about, with, with socks, socks on. With socks on. And we're talking about air and feet. So maybe there's a correlation there. I'm not sure. <laughs> So um, the Mavericks, Taylor, Francis, and I got some super adorable tie-dye socks from our fabulous Michelle Olson, and we put them on our feet and we asked our group to guess whose feet were who. And I was supposed to do this on Friday, but I'm doing it today so we can do it live on the air. Um, we are letting you all know who the winner is, Miss Dale Carter. You guessed our feet right. Malou, you were very, very close, but... Just one off. And of course, you had Taylor's right. I'll tell you that. That's yeah. your clue. So Dale Carter, we're going to be sending you these super fun little socks from Poppyhead Tie-Dye. And um, we want to see them on your feet. So yeah. you're going to have to take a picture and post it in our group. So those of you who are not in our group yet, go join our group. We do lots of fun stuff over there. And with that little segue, we're going to get back to talking about air. And our wonderful guest today, Tim Robertson, is the founder of Simple Clean Air. So, Tim, thanks for joining us and really come on to talk about something I don't think about a lot, which was my air. <laughs> the air yeah. we breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, welcome to the show. Can you tell our audience a little bit about who you are and your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I'm Tim Robertson. Um, my my background is uh, I went to school for engineering. Uh, I kind of figured out early on that I was really enjoyed problem solving and trying to figure out solutions uh, to problems. Uh, the industry I was in was uh, oil and gas, and that industry, um, you know, has a huge focus on air. I know a lot of people uh, can go either way on that, but they do really focus on air a lot and measure air and really pay attention to it. So a lot of the, the, the math and the science and the, the thoughts and conversation behind it was something that was you know natural to me. Uh, last year, uh, I lost my job with the industry downturn and was kind of forced into finding my way as an uh, entrepreneur, which I you know, had always thought I was going to do and you know, was planning on, on doing. So it was kind of nice to get that kick in the pants to, to go figure it out. So uh, along that path, I, uh, started consulting for companies. And uh, one of the consulting uh, jobs that I was doing was working with a uh, construction company that worked in the senior living space, uh, primarily in, in building the large senior living facilities. And we were doing a study on, you know, kind of how we can help the senior living community and understand, you know, what are the issues, you know, that are directly impacting it. Uh, in that study, we found this technology. Uh, and the technology is a, uh, GPS technology, which means Global Plasma Solutions. That's the company that manufactures the technology. Uh, it's a technology that's been around for a very long time. Um, the idea behind it has been around for you know, generations, uh, but they've really perfected it and taken out all of the uh, you know, 
negative impacts that, that some of the earlier generations of the technology had. Mm -hmm. And so now you're getting just the benefits of that technology, which are uh, ionizing the air and the impact that ionized air can have on air quality. Uh, so with that, I, you know, talked to the company and realized that, you know, this wasn't something that was being offered residentially. Uh, I, I couldn't find, uh, you know, HVAC companies that were that were offering it uh, on the ready. Uh, they were offering some of the competitors that still have some of the, the uh, downfalls of the, uh, the older technology. And so I decided that I'd just start a company and see if I can help my neighbors and help people around me get get this technology. That's pretty cool. That's really yeah. cool. So let's go back because obviously that's, a, I mean, you gave us a loaded stuff. You started as an entrepreneur, you know, using air and gas and, you know, and, and, and all these things. So um, what was kind of, I mean, let's go on, a, you know, real quick kind of segue to this uh, entrepreneurship. What was that? I mean, what was it like? What was that, 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 that step for you to take? I mean, it's, it sounds like it was a little forced, but there obviously had to be something there for you to dive into it. Yeah. So, um, you know, my, my dad was an entrepreneur. And so that really helped uh, my grandpa down the same path. So, you know, we had this family bent towards that. Uh, my sister has gone down that path as well. And, you know, it's, it's something our family has done. So I, I kind of understood, you know, that that's, that's where I would end up. And that's kind of something that I really enjoy doing. Um, but the, what, what's gone on along that way is, you know, trying to find something that I can offer that's unique, something that, uh, that I have this a unique skill set in, or have a unique way of thinking about that allows uh, me to provide pe other people value. Um, you know, so where I started was in uh, consulting. You know, my first consulting uh, job was had nothing to do with anything I had ever worked in before. Uh, it was in uh, creating a uh, online platform for uh, primarily retired teachers to benefit retired teachers. Hmm. Um, a, a guy that I know was going down that path and he asked me to, to help him understand what it would take to take his idea uh, and take it to you know something that can be implemented. So uh, project management is something that I focused on really early on. And I approached that the same way and said, all right, I, I can do this. This is something I understand. You know, in oil and gas, I'd gotten you know all the way up through uh, corporate planning. So I, I really feel like I had a, a good handle on, you know, understanding business and how business functions and what what's needed for business. So I, I focused on, you know, what I knew and the structures that I was comfortable in and the structures that I trust. And I built, you know, built a plan focused down that path. Cool. Uh, that was a, a fantastic, uh, you know, experience and a fantastic opportunity to get right after, uh, you know, what is typically a devastating experience for most people. Um, you know, I, I had a, have a, a really good friend that, you know, really pushed me down this path. And, you know, he's, he's gone down the entrepreneur path. Uh, and he, you know, just provides that constant support and that constant feedback loop of, you know, okay, you know, keep moving. You, right. Right. Find, the next, like find yeah, the next solution. Find the next solution. That That's a maverick quality is to take lemons and make lemonade. And so we love, love, love to hear that. So let's talk a little bit about the air quality product that you have to offer. We want you to share a little more with our audience about how it works, but just to give our audience a little bit of context, this is something that is actually being used in airlines right now. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it got its start. 
Uh, so right when uh, coronavirus was becoming a, a large issue, um, the uh, airline industry approached this company to see if it was something that they could uh, utilize to help clean the air in, in airplanes and you know, help really secure that space. And so they, they were given an opportunity to test their technology against COVID, uh, which is a very rare thing for you know, a company to get an opportunity on. I believe still to this date, they're the only company uh, in the space that has tested their product against COVID uh, and you know, shown that it, can, it, it, that it works significantly. Uh, you know, it, it has a uh, deactivation rate of 99.4%. Uh, after 30 minutes. And that's not just in the air, that's on the surfaces as well. So they tested it by putting COVID on the tops of different surface materials, underneath chairs, uh, you know, on walls, on carpet. And they found that it was highly effective at deactivating, uh, you know, is kind of the term that they prefer to use because you can't really kill something, but you know, you're something that's not alive, uh, but right. so deactivating the uh, COVID virus. Wow. And well, look at this, though, too. I mean, I, I forgot this on your site. I mean, you're talking there's a lot of different things that, you know, like norovirus is, is an issue, right? I mean, staff I mean, these are I mean, I think these look good. I don't know enough about it, but to me, it looks I mean, looks better than having no solution. Right. It's how I look at this. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic technology. I mean, it's, it's something that's been shown in nature to be you know highly effective. Uh, air ions are something that was found in nature. You know, it's something that you know you can feel the direct result of after a thunderstorm, standing next to a waterfall, um, you know, in the forest. Those are places where you know, and in high altitude, those are places where air ions exist in in higher quantities. And you know, I, I, there isn't science that says that this has a uh, you know impact on an individual person's uh, you know direct health or mental health. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big, big proponent of seeing both sides of the story. And so, you know, one of the videos that I have on the site is, uh, from this guy, Veritasium, and he talks about the, uh, do air ions have an impact on mental health? And, and he goes through and kind of says, look, there's, there's a lot of studies that say, yes, it does. But when you look at the, uh, overall studies, um, and you look at the meta-analysis, no, there's, you can't claim that this has some, a large impact on mental health. But where we have seen the science say that it does have a large impact is on, you know, your physical environment, you know, directly the air, the air that you breathe. So the big impacts, uh, you know, killing all these viruses is fantastic. That's absolutely the most, you know, currently, you know, dominant thing in our minds. Uh, but it has other, you know, magnificent uh, impacts as well. You know, its impact on uh, smoke and particulate matter in the air. Uh, you know, there's studies that say Can we that, go real quick, try to catch up. What's a particulate? Just oh, what does that mean? Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're sorry, good. This is, where, <laughs> this is where my uh, engineering background. That's just something we talk about all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, particulate matter is just things that float in the air. Okay. Um, so things that have a small enough uh, particle size that they can be kept uh, just floating okay. in the air. So. So let's say that, you know, and, and everyone said, well, I've got a filter in my, my furnace or my HVAC, yeah. right? Why, why do I need this? Like, what does that mean? Like, doesn't that catch the particulates? I mean, right? So there's a system for measuring your filter's efficiency. And that's, okay. that's come under, you know, a, a lot of uh, attention lately is, you know, the higher, higher MERV, M-E-R-V is uh, 
the rating system for air filters, the higher uh, MERV rating that you have, that means the smaller particle size that that filter can actually grab. Oh, so, so I could think I have a good filter, but if it's got a poor rating, it might not be doing what I think it's doing basically. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, but in HVAC systems, you have to take into account that your HVAC system was built, was manufactured with a uh, specific threshold uh, that oh. it can handle. So as you move your MERV filter into the higher categories to catch smaller particles, you make it harder on the fan that's inside your, uh, your system to actually move the air. So the suction pressure that's coming into that fan gets reduced because you've introduced a constriction, a spot, you know, a narrow spot yeah. in your airflow, which is very helpful in catching a bunch of this particulate matter, but harmful to your, you know, the, the motor and, and the fan that you have in that system. Interesting. So it's a balancing act, right? It's, it's a balancing act. A lot of uh, older furnaces really just can't handle the, you know, HEPA filter rating, um, MERV, MERV level, level filters. And so you have to find a way to, you know, uh, improve your air quality uh, when your system can't, can't handle that. You know, a, a new furnace is a pretty expensive uh, investment. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So I want to make sure that our audience really got what you yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. About the, the idea that it can deactivate the coronavirus that we're all dealing with right now, COVID-19 mm -hmm. and its variants or just this particular one. Do we know? I, I don't know that answer. Um, okay. The way in which it, it deactivates it um, and, you know, all of this is stuff that's, you know, on the website in the about page, uh, you can watch all the videos where they talk about how it does the deactivating. Um, I would assume that it would work, but I, I don't know that answer. Uh, the way in which it's doing the deactivating is by attacking the, uh, the shell that's, uh, you know, encapsulating the virus and, you know, ruining that outer shell. Uh, so and that the virus, yes. Yeah, so, so that the virus can't, uh, you know, be active. And, and that the studies were actually done, even testing things that were maybe put under a chair, like not something just sitting out on a counter. Correct. Yeah. So the ions in the air uh, float around uh, pretty randomly. And so, you know, they don't need, uh, they need access to a space. So a sealed container, you know, they're not going to get inside that sealed container, Right. Um, but they float around randomly in the air and, can make their way to you know these small crevices and small spots. Uh, and th this technology was initially developed to clean uh, air handling systems uh, to keep oh. the the heater registers on air handling systems cleaner, huh. uh, so that they would maintain their efficiency. And so okay. they would you know make dust particles uh, and uh, you know any mold or anything like that. It would it would kill those things and and make them of a size that they would just get blown on. And so this technology actually, its original purpose was, you know, increase efficiencies of your, of your heating, heating and cooling systems. But Kat, I mean, I, Kevin, even if you don't, even with the coronavirus, look at all the other things that, you know, from that third party testing. I mean, that's the part to me is, you know, norovirus is an issue, you know, let's bring it back to senior living. I mean, that's an issue in, in senior living, right? Is noro yeah. outbreaks. I mean, pre previous to COVID, noro and flu outbreaks were, were equally as like, okay, we've got to prevent this from happening, right? Um, so to see the fact that it can attack noro, I mean, MRSA even, you know, I mean, these are... Yeah. 
some nasty things that it can have an impact on. Yeah, this is it. It's mind blowing, which is why I wanted to say it again for our right. audience, so that really what they're hearing is the impact of this, and it's a it's a small unit, right? Um, yeah. is, is it unobtrusive? How does it get installed? What does it look like if you were to put it into a senior living or even a residential home? How does that work? Yeah, so it's a, a very small unit. Um, I've chosen to install, you know, primarily this what's called the FC 48 unit, uh, which is a unit sized for uh, most commercial uh, HVAC units. Um, and I've done that because the cost of the smaller units is, is it's, it doesn't make a difference. You, I'd much rather have the additional ions in the air than the you know very low dollar savings of going with the, the smaller units. So you take this unit and you uh, remove access to the blower area. Uh, you install the unit directly next to the blower, which is the blower is the fan that's inside okay. your air handling unit. So. Uh, one note to all your listeners is uh, if you have radiant heating uh, and you this this unit itself can't be directly applied to your radiant heating solution. You have to have a forced air uh, air air handling system. Okay. Um, and so you install it right there. You wire it into uh, the panel uh, on your on your unit on your HVAC system, and then you close it back up, and that's it. Huh. Uh, it's, it's a pretty quick install. Um, it's something that's extremely low in there, there's low impact on, you know, a resident when we come to install it. Uh, you know, we're usually, you know, in and out in, in 30 minutes. And the only place that we need access to is your air handling unit. That's pretty quick. That's fast and easy. Wow. Yeah. So does this replace, and maybe it's in addition to, because we're humans and we want to see the tangible cleaning of a table, but if left without an actual spraying down and cleaning a table or a chair, this would still do the same level of work. Is that correct? I, you know, I don't, I don't know the direct science on that um, okay. and definitely can't say that, you know, this can replace using those, those other solvents. I think you can lean on kind of the, the CDC guidelines there and say, this isn't a problem that can have one grand solution. It's a problem that needs many solutions all implemented simultaneously. Well, and I like that. It's it's almost an added layer, right? I mean, besides the hard surface wiping and using bleach and water and all the other recommended cleaning solutions from the CDC, this gives another again another tool in the in, you know in the tool belt, right? That can help again stave off and and slow down and do all the things that we've been working for so long in the industry is is slowing the infection rate or slowing the spread, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, that makes, I mean, if you think about the ions, do we have, this might be a really, this can be a really dumb question, but do we have more free ions at a higher altitudes than if we do at lower altitude? Like if we're, you know, at 8,000, 9,000 feet versus 5,000 feet, or is it I mean, not that cut and dry? It, well, what, what you covered there is one of the primary generators of ions. And so, you know, hold all other variables consistent, you know, mm -hmm. don't allow thunderstorms to be taking place in one place and not the other. Okay. Don't allow a waterfall to be in one place, but not the other. Okay. One of the places that generate, one of the things that generates ions is uh, UV radiation. 
And so at higher altitudes, you have higher levels of UV radiation. Yes. So by direct result, you have more air ions at higher elevation. Interesting. Right. And I, I'm going to ask an, an even dumber question, not that your question was dumb, but can you describe to our audience the importance of an ion with oh, the impact yeah, of good or bad ions in here? Yeah, so uh, air ions are, you know, from from all the studies that I, I have been able to find uh, online and, and utilizing other people that have done research on it is uh, negative air ions show a significant benefit to uh, to everything. Uh, there, I have not found a single study that says it has a uh, negative benefit. Uh, positive air ions is something where there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence out there. It, it's not based in any science where they're saying that, you know, it's, it's bad, bad for this, bad for that. But I have not been able to locate and I've spent significant amount of time because that, you know, concerned me. I was like, well, okay, I've got this. I've got this evidence on the negative air ions, positive air ions. What what are they doing? And I have not found a spot where it said anything, uh, you know, any anything that I give uh, value to, uh, any scientific studies or anything like that that have said that positive air ions are are bad. Uh, both air ions are very useful in destroying uh, or deactivating uh, pathogens. Okay. Uh, okay. And they're very so useful. Okay. And also, do, do they help breathing issues? So they help just to destroy or deactivate the yeah, pathogens. So, but how? What? What would a human notice? Uh, you'll notice the first thing you'll notice is particulate matter. So particles that are in the air, uh, these tiny little particles that are in the air. First thing you'll notice, uh, you know, on the houses that I've installed this thing on, the, the very first thing that everybody says to me is, "I don't see the." Uh, you know, the sunlight, the rays of sunlight that come through your window. I don't see those in my house anymore. And that's a direct visual reference of the particulate matter in your air has been reduced because what those beams are when they're coming through your window is the sun hitting those small particles that are in your air. So those get reduced. That's the very first thing that I've, I've had everybody tell me that they've noticed. Uh, you know, I've, I've installed it on houses that use uh, wood burning fireplaces. And the big notice from them was that the smell of the wood burning fireplace was gone. Uh, it was completely eliminated from their house within the first week. And it, you know, they're continuing to use that furnace, uh, which is, you know, most, usually those are placed right in the center of the house. And they have not noticed that smell come back even when they're, you know, running their fireplace. Hmm. That would so, make me sad. I love the smell of burning yeah. wood. <laughs> but I'm a Colorado girl, so. <laughs> yeah. And maybe not in your house every day, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, there's there's Fair a piece that goes along with that. You know, the smell is fantastic, but at the same time, what you're breathing in is the, uh, you know, the exhaust from that fireplace. That's a very good point. So I should enjoy my fire smell outdoors with some s'mores and maybe yeah. a glass of wine. There you <laughs> go. I can there do that. That works Yep, followed up by fresh air and some more of that Colorado fresh air. There you go. Well, I, I think this is absolutely fascinating and I would love to put a, a call to action out there just for our senior living uh, viewers to take this into consideration, see if it's something you'd want to test in your facility. I mean, it this sounds like this could be really amazing. I would love to see in a year from now, 
how it is impacting the levels of uh, number of people getting ill in places that are using this and senior in particular, but yeah. in, in any of your data. So we'll, we'll ask you to come back. One of the questions that we always ask our guests is who do you consider a maverick in your life? So uh, a maverick in my life, I would say uh, happened pretty early on uh, my first job out of uh, my first engineering job out of college uh, was with a startup company. And uh, I was you know, one of the early employees and given way more responsibility and, and jobs than you know, a typical brand new employee uh, engineer in the workforce. And so I leaned heavily on uh, this local uh, consulting company uh, here in Denver. Um, and their people took a, a completely different approach to consulting. You know, they, they approached me as, uh, you know, they were trying to help me understand what my problems were and try to understand, you know, how to solve all of those problems versus just the problems that we had hired them to solve from an engineering standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they helped uh, educate me. Uh, they took me on, you know, site visits to other projects that they had done to, you know, show examples of how things need to be uh, the benefits of different engineering outputs and the benefit of the the engineering method, uh, you know, and I I really see them as a, a maverick in my life because it was a completely different approach to treating someone else, and you know it's it's driven me, uh, you know, in the formation of this company. You know, this company purely is I, I'm here to try to get this technology out. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not here to you know try to make some huge economic benefit from this technology. Uh, I, I want this technology to get out, try to help people understand, uh, you know, their problems and, you know, understand their problems deeply, not just the uh, superficial, you know, top level of their problem, you know, what they're willing to talk to me about in the first conversation, you know, look at, look at what they're trying to do in their life uh, and in their role and trying to, you know, make them better. And I found that by doing that, uh, you know, by learning that early on uh, and doing that over and over, uh, I found people in general and companies, uh, you know, really appreciate, really appreciate that approach. You know, it, it helps you not only identify problems, which is, you know, usually the person you don't like in meetings, uh, but instead focus on, uh, you know, identifying a problem and a potential solution or a yeah. group of potential solutions so that we can continue to focus on moving forward rather than, you know, just getting stymied by, you know, the problems that, that get identified. Uh, but that's fantastic. I love that. I'm a firm believer. We got to work the work the problem, right? There are no challenges that aren't solvable. It's how you work through it. So, um, at the Mavericks here, we're all about action. So we love that that approach. Yeah. Is uh, you know we want people to voice their 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 challenges, their problems, because that's the only way we can move forward to get better yeah. is, is attacking and knowing what they are. So that's really cool to hear. Really, yeah. really, really, really great. Yeah. And so what action would you like our audience to take? I think, uh, you know, go to my website, um, you know, see if it's a technology that you're interested in. Uh, to me, it's a it's a technology that's used um, there that can be applied and should be applied in, in everybody's house. You know, we are had a terrible fire season this last year. We're likely going to have one again next year. Uh, you know, the reduction in smoke here is, uh, you know, that's a big big negative impact on people's, uh, you know, health. 
And this is a way to, to mitigate that. Uh, you know, so beyond just the COVID aspect, I think this technology has a has a really good place inside everybody's home. And so either use my website and sign up and you know, let's get this technology installed. Let's start getting your family healthy. Um, or find someone else. You know, to me, this is about getting helping as many people as possible. So find someone that does install this technology. Uh, you know, this technology has significant advantages over some of its competitors. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I really do stand on this is the right technology out of all the options. So mm -hmm. use me, use someone else, just get it installed. And I will say one second, I, I don't, I, it was, I was sure about playing the video through this, but go check this video out. It is ridiculously crazy cool about um, smoke within this kind of container that is basically removed by the GPS. Um, the it's blew, blew my mind. I mean, that was one of the things that I found the most interesting was literally watching the smoke just disappear. Like it, it just, it, it's, it's really cool. So uh, go check it out. It's at the 2031 mark. Um, I put up here and I'll put reference in the show notes as well too, but it's a must check out to just kind of understand what this thing can really do. Cause that was, I was like, wow. Yeah, that's great. So if you have questions, reach out to Tim, his emails right here on the video, his website, and we'll have all that in the show notes, show notes as well. Yeah. Tim, such a treat to speak with you today. And we're really looking forward to speaking with you again, at yeah. least in the next 12 months and, and yeah. see what the data is showing. And kind of track your progress and all the things that I think this will benefit. I think this is going to have, you know, I always say unintended consequences is one of the things when you make decisions, right? But this is going to have an unintended benefit of just overall healthier environments for not yeah. just for our older adults, but for anyone that's 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 you know taking this into account, so really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your knowledge and information. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. So, and I'm going to give a little sneak peek. We've got a little surprise coming tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. So join us. I know it's a little early Mountain Time, eight ten o'clock East Coast, but you're going to want to want to join us as we've got a very special guest from Onshoots. Uh, who's going to be with us tomorrow at 8 a.m., a little pop-up show that Catherine and I are going to do. So until then, stay healthy, stay safe, and always remember to take action and push your limits.